Welcome to The Wrap, episode 13. The Wrap is a weekly show recapping the highlights of the film and TV world. Today is Friday, January 18th, 2013, and I'm your host on this week's episode, TJ Draper. Starting off the week on this past Monday, we had an interview clip from Joss Whedon, director of the smash hit, The Avengers. As a card-carrying member of the Joss Whedon fan club, I of course watched the video, then promptly posted it on MovieByte. I'll just quote a couple of items from the video here. When asked about how to make The Avengers 2 a bigger and better film than the first Avengers film, a tall order given how big the first film was and how well it did, his response was, Don't go bigger, go deeper. Now you can spend your time just digging in, and by digging in, I mean with a scalpel to cause pain. That sounds like the Joss Whedon we know and love. One other thing he said that really resonated with me. It's something I've never thought about in quite this way, but it's so true. He said, Something I always say to executives is, the first weekend is your job, the second weekend is mine. If it had done an amazing job on the first weekend and then disappeared from the screens, then that would be my fault. That's a great point. Be sure to see the video, linked in the show notes. Monday, I also linked to a SlashFilm.com article where J.J. Abrams talks about doing Star Trek Into Darkness in 3D. Among other things he said, The studio said, You have to make it in 3D if we're going to make it, for economic reasons. But my feeling was I didn't like 3D, so the idea of doing Star Trek in 3D was ridiculous. But that was very helpful in some ways, because it let us work with stereographers and the 3D crew in a way that didn't assume we just loved 3D. I have trouble with 3D sometimes. I can't see it right. I get a headache. It annoys me. I hate the glasses. I hate the fact that things get so dim. That last sentence pretty much sums up my view on 3D. Knowing that this film was not shot for 3D, but post-converted, I will not be seeing this film in 3D. I don't need much of an excuse not to, not the least of which is the headache I'll have when I leave the theater after a 3D film. Jurassic Park 4 releases in June of 2014. The only thing I had to say about this when I posted the link on MovieByte.com was to insert a well-known meme known as facepalm.gif. For the uninitiated, it's a picture of Captain Picard sitting in the captain's chair of the Enterprise, rubbing his forehead. That pretty much sums up my feelings on this matter. Boy, there's going to be a lot of stuff to fit into ten minutes. I'll see if I can keep up the pace. We're still on Monday news. Monday, I posted a video of Quentin Tarantino completely blowing up during an interview over the question of the relationship between violence in films and things like school shootings. I'm sure he's tired of that question. He's answered it a million times. It was the ultimate poor timing for him as a school shooting happened right before Django came out. And Django is a violent film, no doubt. But he feels, as do I, that the larger message of the film is being missed because of all the blame shifting going around. However, this blow-up doesn't help Tarantino one bit, or put him in a good light at all. He winds up looking like a big baby, and it's a shame. Recently, a petition to the White House requesting that the U.S. build a Death Star, yes, you heard that right, received enough signatures to necessitate a response. And so respond the White House did. I don't know who wrote this thing over there, but it is hilarious. I'm talking side-splitting funny. I won't spoil the whole thing, which you should go ahead and read, really. But here's just a couple of quick quotes. The construction of the Death Star has been estimated to cost more than $850 quadrillion. We're working hard to reduce the deficit, not expand it. The administration does not support blowing up planets. 
Why would we spend countless taxpayer dollars on a Death Star with a fundamental flaw that can be exploited by a one-man starship? (laughs) And one more portion. However, look carefully, and you'll notice something already floating in the sky. That's no moon. That's a space station. Yes, we already have a giant, football field-sized international space station in orbit around Earth that helps us learn how humans can live and thrive in space for long durations. This is just so much fun. Go ahead and read it. Tuesday, I found and posted a Gandalf problem-solving flowchart. This was a lot of good fun. It has things like, is Middle-earth in danger? No? Good. Yes? What about hobbits? Proceed to find a suitable hobbit. It really is quite hilarious, and you should check it out. Filmaphilia.com has reported that Pirates of the Caribbean 5 is now in production with the script being written right now. There is, as yet, no director attached, and the only cast member we're sure of at this point is Johnny Depp, because it just wouldn't be Pirates without Captain Jack. Frankly, I wish this weren't happening. It should have been left alone after the trilogy was completed. Fringe wraps up its five-season run tonight with the two-hour season finale. It's a sad day for fans of Fringe, such as myself. And yet, from all we hear, the finale is spectacular. Tuesday brought us two promos for the finale as well as an odd-looking poster. Check them out in the show notes. Since I don't have a cable subscription, I won't be able to see it tonight. I'll be eagerly tuning in via Hulu on Saturday. Joseph posted his review of Promised Land this week. I was pretty much on the same page as him, though he gave it three of five stars, where I only would have given it two and a half of five. But it is a good review, and you should read it. And Tuesday also brought us episode two of the Movieology podcast, a reboot of the original Movieology YouTube series. Eric and Michael talk up Les Mis and do a fine job of it, even if I don't always agree with everything they say. Total Film reported that a Jack Reacher sequel is unlikely as the studio considers the film's reception lukewarm. As they report, the studio wants the film to reach $250 million before they will consider a sequel. That's too bad in my book. I enjoyed the film quite a bit, and I think the studio is being a bit unreasonable. Wednesday evening at 6.30 brought us the live broadcast of the Movie Bite podcast, episode 27, which we entitled Countless Taxpayer Dollars, in honor of our side conversation about the aforementioned White House response to the Death Star petition. Our main topic was Matt Damon's Promised Land. As always, it was a lot of fun broadcasting it live and seeing folks chatting in the chat room as we did the episode. We broadcast new episodes live as they happen every Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. Central Time. Be sure to tune in. Thursday brought us the How It Should Have Ended video for The Hobbit. Perhaps not as funny as some of their videos, but it had my wife and I in stitches. Be sure to check it out. And here we are on Friday, and we get a trailer for the upcoming Red 2. The original Red was a lot of fun, and I liked it a lot. This film looks like it will have the same mix of comedy and drama. It also adds Catherine Zeta-Jones and Anthony Hopkins to the cast. Returning, of course, to their roles are Bruce Willis, Mary Louise Parker, Sarah Ross, Helen Mirren, and John Malkovich. This should be a lot of fun. Check out the trailer in the show notes. And we also got a trailer today for the upcoming film called Emperor. It looks interesting. It stars Tommy Lee Jones as General Douglas MacArthur and Matthew Fox of Lost as General Fellers. Here's the synopsis. As the Japanese surrender at the end of World War II... General Fellers is tasked with deciding if Emperor Hirohito will be hanged as a war criminal. Influencing his ruling is his quest to find Aya, an exchange student he met years earlier in the U.S. It looks like it could be good. I'm keeping my fingers crossed. Check out the trailer.
And to round off the week, let's take a look at what you might be interested in seeing this weekend. New in theaters this weekend are Broken City, The Last Stand, and Mama. Broken City stars Russell Crowe and Mark Wahlberg and looks, at the very least, mildly entertaining. I'll be seeing it this weekend. The Last Stand is a Schwarzenegger film, and it looks like his typical fare, only now he's older and we can make jokes about it. I'm not much interested in this film myself. Schwarzenegger is not a good actor. Mama looks terrible. It's a horror film, and I have no desire to see it. Other films still playing in theaters are Gangster Squad, which you should absolutely see, Zero Dark Thirty, which I am not personally interested in, but I can see the appeal, Les Mis, a must-see, Django Unchained, which is good and worth seeing if you can stand the blood and gore, Jack Reacher, a fine film in my opinion, The Hobbit, go see it, and last but certainly not least is Argo, managing to hang on to its theater run because it's that good. And those are the highlights from the past week. You can find all the links in the show notes at moviebyte.com slash the wrap slash 13. To keep up with all the news from MovieBite, you can follow us on Twitter. Our username is MovieBite. Or you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash MovieBite. And you can also visit the website where we post every weekday at moviebyte.com. I'm TJ, your host this week, and I'm looking forward to bringing you more goodies and movie news next week. <laughs>